This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you in, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A wild week nine concludes tonight in New Orleans. You've got Baltimore laying a point and a half, but as we say hello, I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. We've got breaking news out of the NFL. Halfway into his fifth season in Indianapolis, Frank Reich is out as the Colts coach. Michael Lombardi, we say hi and get an immediate reaction. Well, you know, it was a tough sledding day yesterday for the Colts offensively. I know they fired their offensive coordinator, and and they responded with a a performance that really was second to none. I mean, not to be outdone by the Patriots' offensive performance as well. I mean, the Colts averaged two-point yards per play. Only the Patriots averaged 3.3 yards per play. I mean, think how bad this was yesterday. I mean, if you're the owner of the Colts and you wonder why Frank Wright got fired, he watched 15 drives in the game. 13 of those drives had one first down or less. And two had three, and one had two. So it was 0 for 14 on third down. And, you know, you fire the offensive coordinator, and now this happens, and you were never in the game. At 6 to nothing, you were never in the game. So I, I, I find it, you know, I mean, I knew this was going to happen. You know, uh, I felt like it was, it, you know, Frank seemed to me like once the Carson Wentz thing happened, I think Frank lost his fastball. I think it kind of was like, okay, I went out of the limb for Wentz. It didn't work. I've lost credibility in the building. I'm not the same guy. And and that play and I think I paid a price in it all. A 26-3 loss in New England, Michael. You mentioned the offense. I think they finished the first quarter with negative yards. Ellinger, the quarterback, was sacked nine times. He was constantly under duress. Over the last three weeks, the Colts scored 10. 16 and three, respectively. 40 and 33 through four and a half seasons for Reich. Two playoff appearances, you know, 10 and six, seven and nine, 11 and five, nine and eight last year, and three, five and one this year. Good guy. It just started to go south. Yeah, it did. And, and I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, he went out on the limb for Rivers. 
right? You know, he, you know, I mean, he takes over when McDaniel's didn't show up, and kind of, and, and and so he inherited a staff that McDaniel's had hired. Eberflus being one of them, you know, the offensive line. And then he started to make some changes to his staff, and you know, and then he never never got the quarterback. I mean, he wanted Rivers, they gave him Rivers. He wanted Wentz, they went all in on Wentz, and you know, now they got Ryan, and so now they've. At the end of the day, they're not very tough as a physical team. Uh, they have really no ability to control the line of scrimmage. And it's going to be interesting to see who they, A, make interim coach. John Fox is on the staff. Gus Bradley's been a head coach before. So I think they're still working through that. I'm sure the owner's probably outraged about what his team looks like. Who's going to call plays? I mean, the quarterback coach is Scott Malinovich. I, I, Scotty Montgomery played in the league. It was a head coach at one time, but – I don't know who's going to call plays. I mean, they've already eliminated the offense coordinator, so this is going to be an interesting conversation. Ursay is a bit of a wild card, the owner there with the Colts. I know you respect him as far as his passion for football, but you can't give up on the season. I mean, we're just midway through the season. In fact, tonight we'll mark the midway point after the game. You know, Tennessee's 5-3 and three with quarterback questions. And Jacksonville's three and six. Houston's one six and one in division. So it's not like Indianapolis is out of it. It's dire, but it's they're not done. Well, I think the 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 the, the view of it was so bad. I mean, yesterday was really hard to watch. I mean, it was hard for Patriot fans to watch. I mean, it, you know, it was you were only you would lose that game if against anybody else you play, right? I mean, it was really hard to watch. And you have no toughness. You can't run the football. You know, you get a punt blocked. Basically, they get the Patriots the ball on their two-yard line. You get you give up an interception for a touchdown. I mean, you know, the game, it's funny. The game's a six-point spread, and it probably should have been right there, but they couldn't make a play. They couldn't block them. They gave the quarterback no help. He got the crap beat out of them. So I think that Ursay just said, I've had enough. Like, I'd rather would just fix this problem. I've had enough. It's not getting any better. And, you know, and that that's the issue. And I, I, I think owners – because of the wealth, because of seeing teams have success, like the Giants having success, and other teams getting it kind of straightened out, it puts more pressure. I mean, what Mike Vrabel did last night, Patrick, let's not put this – I know they lost, but I don't know if you're aware of this, but with 5.24 to go in the second quarter, when they scored, they got one first down for the remaining of the game, and they took the game into overtime. So at the top of my notes, you can't read it, but I'm showing you the piece of paper before the Reich news dropped. A wild week nine. There's so many storylines, but I wrote how to correctly handicap coaching. Mike Rabel makes an interesting case study. How much value influence do they have? I want to talk to Michael about this. That's at the top of my notes. So we will get to that in just a second. Let's put a bow on the Colts. Uh, 121 as far as the total yards yesterday. That's the lowest amount since 97. It's almost like Belichick, you know, they were stunting. They were, I mean, it was just so funny watching his defense attack that the quarterback, which is essentially a rookie. He never stood a chance and the offense never adjusted. So it it was just, I mean, it was brutal. And offensively, as you said, New England was brutal as well, but the big edge was the defense there for the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, New England, they couldn't block Judon. They couldn't block Uche. I mean, they were just... They just couldn't do anything. I mean, they never really became a threat in the game. And it, even though it's twenty-three to three, it, it if New England does anything on offense, and I and I say offense because New England doesn't run an offense; they just run a bunch of plays. They're they're just as bad. So you know, but when you're zero for fourteen on third down, that that's kind of embarrassing. And you know, it, it's 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 disheartening. And I feel bad for Frank Wright, but Frank, 
I think, Frank, I thought one of the things that impressed me about Frank Wright when he first became the head coach of the Colts is I thought he was a tough guy. I thought he was a t- I thought his teams played tough. And as he's become the head coach more and more, his teams haven't played tough. And so I, I, I'm disappointed in that. And they're going to have to fix it. I, I think as you look over the la- – I mean, think about Seattle, how they've been able to turn their team around this year. You know, uh, the Jets – I mean, the Giants, the Jets. I mean, so – that's always hard on a coach who's been there four years and his team's getting worse, not better. It was, by the way, that New England offense, uh, not exactly Bill Walsh calling plays, my man. Uh, it was, oh, it's it's, brutal. It, there's no rhyme or reason to what's happening on it, offense. And the, I, I understand I was just, Mac Jones is killing them, but still. I mean, Mac Jones really didn't kill him. I mean, they're killing Mac. I mean, I, I've been critical of Mac, but uh, like, I think it's unfair to call it an offense. It's a series of plays. It's not an offense. Like, I was telling that to Bill in his office before the show. Like, Bill was saying the Patriot – no, stop. They're not an off. They're a series of plays. They run plays. They don't, Nothing is synced together. There's no right. rhyme or reason to anything that's happening. An offense is we're moving, we're doing this. There are a bunch of plays, and it's disheartening to watch for me. Well, you want toughness. The Colts have a job opening. Paging Wink Martindale. Yeah, he's got to get a job, I mean, man. I mean, you know, like to me, as I as we wrote about in the Daily Coach today, I think what Vrabel proves last night, what Pete Carroll proves, what Belichick proves, you know, Andy Reid to a degree, but I think that the, the game, our game in the National Football League, as betters in a betting network, we're screaming for strategists. We're screaming for it. I mean, Mike McDaniel's did it to did it again. I mean, anybody who took Miami and and laid the points have got to be cursing Mike McDaniel again today. But because there's so much other bad stuff going on, nobody brings it up. I mean, you know, he turns down another field goal to go up. You know, he goes for it on fourth down. His fourth quarter, he can't get a first down in the fourth quarter. You know, and so all of a sudden, it's a three-point game that basically, you know, I I know he doesn't want to kick a field goal to go up by six because the numbers say being up by six is no different than being up by three. But still... You know, I mean, I think that the, the league is needing of a strategist. And what Brian Dayball has done is strategize. Nobody strategized better than, look, you got Malik Willis under center. You're oh at God. Kansas City, the best team in football. You take them to overtime as a 14-point dog. Let's talk about Vrabel, okay? We have to. Uh, he, he's got a quarterback that didn't complete a pass to a wide receiver, and he's hanging with the best team in football. Tell me as a better what is he doing? How do you implement that type of influence over a team when you really are hamstrung? I think what Berman said this, and I think he's right. I think you got to basically say when you're betting Tennessee, you got to feel like it's a three-point game one way or the other. Like anytime you're getting more points with Vrabel, you, other than three, one way or the other, you got to take it because he kept the game. I mean, Patrick, do you understand what I, I said there? 542 to go in the second quarter. The remaining of the game, which means that was another nine minutes and 38 seconds, and then another 30 minutes, and then another 10 minutes in overtime, they got one first down. <laughs> Do you think – write that – I mean, think about that now. And, and, and the game went to overtime, and the game only goes to overtime because Mahomes escapes the pocket and runs for a first down on third and 17, runs it in for a touchdown, and then runs it in on a two-point play. I mean, Patrick, this well, is remarkable. I, 
It, 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 he had 446 yards passing, 63 yards on the ground, and Vrabel's team without a quarterback forced him to overtime. It really is one of the more miraculous stories of the I season. I think that it's tape wild. should go to the Hall of Fame. I think that tape should go to the Hall of Fame. I think that's one of the greatest losses any coach has ever procured over. If I'm an owner, I'm saying, get me somebody like Vrabel. Get me somebody like him who can strategize. I mean, the interview he did, you know, I, I, turned on the, I turned off the mute button when he was getting interviewed, and he's talked about, we got to play together. We're not going to beat this team. Like, you, he gets it. Like, he gets it. And, you know, and, and look, I, I'm a, I was amazed. Like, you know why I was amazed? Because I gave out Tampa as a play. I gave out, uh, excuse me, I gave out Casey as a play. I think it's still the right play. I think it's still the right play. Like, I think if you laid the points, you can't say your handicap was wrong. Now, you ran into a buzzsaw called Vrabel, but when you hold a team to no one first down over basically 40 minutes, you should cover that 12-and-a-half-point spread. Well, I think the point you're making is a great one. He's not a play caller. He was able to step back, conceptualize 60 minutes, and then walk his team through it in Kansas City. Even before the game started, he had an advantage because he's him as a head coach and a strategist. To me, that's very interesting. Tom Brady's 45 years old, yet he needed only 53 seconds yesterday. We'll get to that next, Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. If you're in Nevada, stop by any MGM property. Bring your status sheet ID. You're ready to go. Again, a great new feature as far as the app's concerned. They've reconfigured. Check it out. BetMGM, the king of sports books. We welcome you back here at Lombardi Line. A busy day. A wild week nine, man. We're going to get to, of course, tonight, New Orleans. That number's down to one and a half with Baltimore laying it. Myriad injuries for both Baltimore and New Orleans. Of course, Frank Reich out as the Colts coach. You can see the breaking news. We broke it here on the Lombardi line. I saw Michael and Femi getting the GM shuffle ready to go. That'll be up later today. vcin.com as far as the podcast. 
Uh, we're going to put a bow on Kansas City now. I, you and I were just laughing about Vrabel and the mastery yesterday because Derrick Henry, he goes over the rush prop, but he had zero rush yards in the first. Malik Willis is shook in the pocket. The absolute imbalance in the box score, what Kansas City did, and the four set to overtime. Let's go to the Kansas City side here. What'd you take away from this team? They got beat up. I mean, I think that you play Tennessee, you're you're in for a fight, right? And that if you can rush four guys and put pressure on Mahomes like they did. And I've been – I mean, let's just think about this today that Frank Wright gets fired. The Chiefs lost to Frank Wright. Tate lost to him. The Chiefs lost to the Colts. I know it was a while ago, and it had a lot to do with the kicking game, but they lost to him. And the Chiefs are not physical up front. I mean, they got punched in the mouth, and if it wasn't for Mahomes just being great and his ability to run with the football, you know – they would have not scored. I mean, they wouldn't have scored. I mean, they did a great job of playing man-to-man on him. You know, he's their leading rusher with 63 yards. I mean, they had – what did they have? Like 91 plays in the game, and Andy called 63 – he couldn't run the ball. It was a light box. He couldn't run it. He got sacked four times. You know, the, the fast speed of the Tennessee defense was a problem. I mean, if you're the if you're the Chiefs, you're saying, wait a minute, where, where, where's our? Expl-? I know they wanted to try to make Markel Hardeman as the next uh, Tyreek Hill, but there was no explosiveness. Like they had no chunk plays. The best plays were Mahomes running. So it was. I mean, and that's a tribute to Tennessee because of that front that they have and the way they coached that front and the way that front played physical and the speed of their defense and how they tackled. By the way, Mahomes threw a career-high 68 passes. He completed passes to 11 different receivers. So the MVP for the Titans was Vrabel. Obviously, the MVP for the Chiefs, Mahomes. I think it's five straight they haven't covered at home. You take a look to next week. We'll set up both the Titans and Kansas City. Kansas City's going to be hosting Jacksonville. They're going to lay doubles. It's 10 with Kansas City laying it at home. And Tennessee's going to host your boy, Russell Wilson, and Denver Tennessee TBD on the quarterback lane three. I would think Tannehill's going to play. He was almost, he was there at the game. He worked out. He didn't look good. I think he's got to play. Uh, I think that number's going to, if you like Tennessee today, you better grab it. It'll go to three and a half before the before Friday when we talk about it. Uh, look, I, I thought Jacksonville beat the living dog out of the Raiders offensive line yesterday, and it made Carr very nervous in the pocket, and it made him very uncomfortable. Uh, to go along with the other problems that, that Jacksonville brought to the Raiders. But, you know, so they're fast on defense, Jacksonville. Look, I've said this all year. Jacksonville, when Jacksonville decides to play a normal game and take the quarterback out of the game, not out of the game, but out of trying to be ridiculously great and throwing the ball 45 times, they can beat anybody. When they feature ATN like they did yesterday, when they feature the running game like they did yesterday – you know, when they're able to have 37 carries and 168 yards and the quarterback only throws it 31 times with six incompletions, they're a good team. They're the best team in the they're the best team in the South. They just don't do it every week. When you write the Lombardi look ahead coming up this Friday, I don't know if you can put the Bills at one. I don't know if you can put Kansas City at one. You might, it might be the Eagles jumping oh, up to, to that number the, one spot. The Eagles have not been threatened by anybody other than other than the Arizona game in Arizona. That's been the only real threat they've had. I mean, they're on this Gonzaga-like schedule. All due respect them all. But they're on this Gonzaga-like schedule. I mean, they're not going to get challenged. 
You know, and, and there's moments where you can see that they're they're struggling, that they have struggled, but they've been able to endure, and their defense has been very good to carry them. But they're the best team. They are the best team complete from start to finish right now. I mean, Buffalo showed some warts yesterday. I thought I thought the Jets front tackling tackling Josh Allen five times and sacking him five times. That tackling five times is an achievement, right? They pressured him. He made mistakes again. You know, he's the leading rusher. There was really no balance. They never got control of the game against the Jets, and I think the Jets exposed their offensive line a little bit to a degree. And when Buffalo doesn't have Milano, and how many times have I said this on the show? When Buffalo doesn't have Milano, they're not the same team defensively. We're going to get to the Jets and Bills in just a little bit. The marquee matchup in the late window. Uh, last year, oh. the Rams won the Super Bowl. Two years ago, the, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. These are two of the worst teams in football. That's not hyperbole. <laughs> they're terrible. These are two. That did you looked, watch that game? That, that looked like Larry when Larry Holmes was at the end of his career and he was a champion and he's fighting somebody else who was a champion at the end of their career and they're just two old boxers standing in the middle of the ring and neither of them are any good. That's what it, I watched the whole thing. Are you kidding? There was only two games in the four o'clock window. I had I had the Cardinal game on on my computer and I had on the screen I had the other and I had the volume on too. I was listening to Jim Nance. I was listening to Romo. So I, I had it on and and and. I kept screaming at the TV. You know, it might be nice, Byron Leftwich, that on second and six, instead of adding another run, you might want to think about throwing the ball there. Like, how many times – it drives me crazy. I, I got my in my notes here, Patrick. It drives me crazy that that they just kept insisting on running the ball. They put – Brady was in – Brady was in 21 third downs yesterday. And they weren't all – some of them were third and long, but a lot of them were because they were getting four yards on first down, and then he decides they'll run it again. They got a yard. Now it's third and five. So let me let me say this to you. So when it's third and five, right, if you're a great offensive team and you convert 50% of your third downs, you're a great offensive team. Great. 50% is an unbelievable number. 40% is a good number. So that means you're still giving the ball back to the defense half the time. So third and manageable is the most ridiculous line in all of football. Oh, we got to get in third and manageable. No, you don't. You got to avoid third down. You got to play Canadian football. You got to get first downs and two downs. Meanwhile, the Brady's in twenty-one third downs. Twenty-one. <laughs> By the way, the late window last night: Rams, Bucks, Seattle, Arizona. Easily the best team is Seattle. And think about what I just oh. said. We're nine and easily the best team, the best coach team, the toughest team, the most balanced team is the Seattle Seahawks picked to be potentially the worst team in football against the teams that's won the championships, the Rams, the Rams and Buccaneers. That was, that was tough to watch. And of course the drive, no timeouts, 53 seconds, Brady, 45 years old. He was awesome, but it doesn't, you can't necessarily walk away if you're the Bucs feeling good about yourselves as a team. That was, that wasn't, and they got to fly it. I mean, Seattle flew to Germany last night, right? I think they went there last night. I don't think they went back to Seattle. I think they went to Germany. And, you know, if I, I said after watching that game, I don't care what the number is, I'm taking Seattle. Because the way Seattle played against the Cardinals and sacking the great Kyler Murray five times, not allowing him to make any plays at all in the game, and the speed of their defense, the way they tackled. The one thing I learned yesterday, that my power rankings are probably right. Like, I had Minnesota favored by eight. Now, if you watch that game closely, they probably should have won by eight, right? 
I mean, if the official just gets out of the middle of the field instead of taking out the defensive back, that's not a touchdown. And they had the ball right there at the goal line to score a touchdown, and they just worked the clock. And so, okay, you lose the game if you took three and a half and and, and Minnesota, but if you took the th- if you laid the three, you push. But my point is, is the handy the number wasn't really that far off as I thought it was. And clearly, my number in Seattle, in, in Seattle, Arizona, was the right number. How about this? The Bucks have been favored in every game this year. They've been horrific ATS-wise. They're four and five straight up. They're going to be in Germany with some brats and some brews. And here comes Seattle. They're both flying over to Germany. You know the number? I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, take no, a step. I haven't. Seattle and Tampa I, I, I'd Bay. say Tampa's favored by two. That's exactly right. They're favored by two. I don't know what play. They shouldn't it's be favored. Like, they shouldn't I, be favored. No, no, I mean, Tampa uh, averaged one point. No, they should be getting points. They should be getting points. Tampa was 4.1 yards per play. I mean, who, what's? let's go to the Rams. You talk about pathetic. The Rams had 13 drives in the game. They had nine, nine punts, 12 drives of the 13. They went one play, one first down or less. In easily the fourth the worst, quarter. Easily the, in the worst fourth offensive quarter, line. Easily the worst they, offensive line in football. They had, 10 first, they had 10 plays in the fourth quarter, no first downs. Meanwhile, Tampa had 33 plays in the fourth quarter. They got 10 first downs and 10 points. They won the game. Who, who do the? I haven't even looked for next week. I'm too, too tied up into this week. Who do the Rams play next week? Arizona? Rams. Arizona, see. right? They're I think. hosting Arizona. And by the way, Seattle, who you said should have been favored in that game, a winner yesterday, right? Arizona ends up closing the favorite. But Seattle, I mean, it was an, a defensive touchdown by Arizona that kept it close. Seattle was dominant. The only that way. Game. Seattle beat Off them a up. screen. I, I'll beat the Off hell. And tackled them. I'll, I'll be t- I mean, they didn't have a receiver average over 10 yards a catch. Arizona's broke. The Rams are broke. And the Bucks are for sure broke. They were saved by Tom Brady. It'd be a completely different narrative. How'd the books do? Dogs and unders were barking again. We'll head to the Borgata with TG next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN Pros, $99 through the Super Bowl. So you pay $99 right now, you get everything we offer. We give you the picks, we email them to you every day. You get Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles. You get pro tools, including the betting splits, super popular. You got college basketball starting tonight. We've got a ton for you when it comes to college basketball. Pro tips, it's all there. It's vsin.com slash subscribe. Become a VEASAN pro. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back. Jim Mercer. I don't know if you saw it, Michael. He just tweeted, we have parted ways with head coach Frank Reich. So Jim Mercer, the owner of the Colts, and Frank Reich, they part ways as the embarrassment there in New England was just too much to handle for the Colts. As we welcome in our partner, Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. It was another banner day for the dogs and unders, Thomas Gable. Hello. How'd you do at the book? Uh, we did pretty well yesterday. Uh, that Colts game actually was uh, one of the better ones out of the early slate. Uh, the, um, the, we talked about the Bills and Jets yesterday. Obviously, the, the Bills opened up as 13-point favorites, got bet down to 10.5 at kickoff. And we we had a lot of Jets money, so we we took it on the chin in that game. But um, certainly the Packers uh, Lions game that was uh, a big one for us in the early slate. Uh, everybody was on the Packers yesterday. I don't think anyone was expecting uh, Rodgers to look as bad as he as he did. And uh, between money line, 
uh, parlays and uh, everything else. It, even on the spread, it was that was just a really good good result for us. And then um, you know we we did lose a little bit on on a few games here and there, uh, but the really the, the game that made the day for us was the Rams and the Buccaneers. And you say, well, that landed exactly on three, and the Bucks were favored by three, so how, how do you make any money on that? We, we made it all the total in that game. Uh, we took a $381,000 wager on the over 42.5 in that game, and uh, obviously it was played uh, way under. So uh, we, we ended up winning that bet, and uh, that was uh, kind of carried the day for us. But the um, uh, the Chiefs and the Titans late night uh, that was pretty evenly bet game uh, overall. I mean the Chiefs got bet up to 14 point favorites, but we did get some uh, some late Titans money there. And uh, Chiefs were uh, I guess sort of fortunate. I mean, I guess how you look at it. I mean, you could say the Titans were fortunate to be in that game with right. how they played offensively, uh, but the Chiefs were fortunate to get get in there and and be able to pull out a win. Yeah, don't, I mean, I, I still look at that game sheet and say, how the heck did they do it? I mean, I don't even know how the hell they did it. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a confounding game. You ended up closing 14, correct, on that last night with the Chiefs yeah. in it? Yeah, yep, that okay. closed 14. Okay, so a uh, couple things. Let's get to tonight where did you open Ravens 3, 3.5, and, and are you down to 1.5 mm-hmm. here? Yeah, we opened the Ravens three, and uh, we we are down to one and a half. Uh, it's been a lot of Saints money. If you look at the ticket counts, it, it favors the Ravens, but the uh, the larger bets have come in on the Saints, uh, and also the under as well. Some respected money uh, here hitting the under. We opened this forty eight and a half. The total is now sitting at forty six and a half. Uh, and of course, you know Saints uh, just shut out Vegas, um, so I. You know, it's uh, the Saints are certainly still in the division, um, still uh, able to win that division with how everybody's been struggling, uh, Tampa included. So, uh, very much alive in that. And uh, but Baltimore's slight favorite now, only one and a half tonight. Yeah, and there was some two and a half. So that's you're big. Have you gotten any big bets, Thomas? Any any really sharp bets that move the number? Just on the total. Just on the total on the on the under. The under, yeah. I mean, you've got, again, the last 19 on the road. Baltimore's 13-6 and six to the under. We know the primetime numbers to the under. So uh, that number all the way down to 46.5. And, and I'm sorry, where did you open the total tonight? 48.5. Uh, so it's already it's moved two points already. and uh, it, it had moved down 47.5. We took some sharp money yesterday on the under, so now down to 46.5. Okay. Um, next one up. We were talking about the minute. Did you end up closing three with Minnesota at Washington? I'm just curious. We did close three in that, and uh, that was one of the games that uh, we we didn't really go our way in the early slates uh, yesterday. But yeah, we we did close three in that one. Um, uh, the Dolphins and Bears. I don't know if you guys have touched on that game. Obviously, turned into a shootout uh, with this. Uh, Bears offense now suddenly coming to life. That, that game closed four uh, with a total of 46 and a half. But 
Uh, this Bears offense now, it's only three weeks in a row. They've uh, looked just night and day from what they were at the start of the season. And I know, Michael, you, you attribute this really to using fields as another back, really, in the offense. No doubt. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, you know, I know he got a great QBR rating, and I know he got a 101 rating as a quarterback off the game sheet. But, I mean, you know, what he throw for 4.4 yards per attempt? I mean, come on. That's not, you know, what he's doing is the, they're doing the right thing in Chicago. He, he is a runny, a runner, an athlete. And one of the things I think Miami, like New England, they're not fast enough up front. Their defensive front isn't fast. And so when he gets moving, he makes a ton of plays. You know, Bradley Chubb played, I think, 57 plays. He had an assist. That's all he had. I mean, they had a hard time tackling fields. And when he plays against slow defensive lines, I'll just say this to you. When he plays against slow defensive lines, bet the over because they're going to score. They're going to have a hard time getting him on the ground. The Yeah, totally. That was like your Super Bowl, by the way. You had Tua on one side. You had Justin Fields on the other <laughs> side, and it turned into and, – and, and, and I wasn't even like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Like, I mean, how many times is Tua going to underthrow a quarter? I mean, and then I got Mike McDaniels making decisions like, are you kidding me here? Why can't we just kick a field goal? Oh, I that, can't like, believe that time he passed. That, that, that that's another example of that. Everybody who won that with the Bears was fortunate because, I mean, Mike McDaniel's is is anti giving you that number. I mean, it's unbelievable. Hey, TG, Michael and I were having fun with this Germany game. Look, the market is what it is, and it's perceptive. Mm-hmm. But Seattle's a better team than Tampa Bay. But you're going to close most likely Tampa Bay, the favorite here. Yeah, but we we are, but Seattle is moving up uh, quickly on the power ratings uh, side. So right now, I mean, there's not much difference that I see really between Tampa and Seattle. Maybe a half a point difference you would uh, subscribe to that. So um, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, Seattle really, I think, is the story of the first half of this season. I mean, this team was picked to go absolutely nowhere, dead last in the NFC West. And now while you have the 49ers who are still favored uh, to win that division, uh, $1.35, uh, the Seahawks are leading the division. And, you know, I, there's just, um, I, I think they're starting, you're starting to see it on a week-by-week basis in terms of how the betters, uh, are betting the Seahawks, they're starting to finally get some respect. They should. I mean, look, they tackle well. The quarterback is – I know he made a mistake for an interception. They dominated that game yesterday, Thomas. I mean, they were really always in control. And, you know, yeah. and when it got to 24-21, to 21, I, this is how you know a team's good, right? It's 24-21, to 21, you're on the road, okay? Now you got to score. you got to keep the ball away from them because if they get it back, they're a field goal, you're going to go to overtime. It's always – this is the moment where we find out how good our team is. And they went 80 yards and scored a touchdown. The, when the Raiders got the ball down 24-20, to 20, they couldn't move it. I mean, so they, they, they couldn't meet the challenge. I think that's the issue. You look at those two teams just kind of on, on the surface about one that did and one that didn't. Yeah, I think uh... – I think I tweeted, I texted you. I, I broke the cardinal rule, but I texted you because the Raiders were moving the ball so well in that first half. It was yeah, fun. They and, were. And, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, they, they, they really were. Um, there was one more I wanted to ask you about. Did you end up losing? Was there a decision there with Detroit and hosting Green Bay? Oh, yeah. That was uh, 
that that was a big one for us. That was a big one. Um, so the Lions uh, coming through there, and we had so much Packers money. I, I, people just didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to lose to Detroit, and uh, uh, that was uh, probably our best decision of the early slate. Them in New England. Them in New England. And got the coach fired there. Thomas Gable. Okay, good luck. I'm sure it was a crazy weekend for you, no? Are you crazy tired? Weekend, because that was the busiest well, weekend ever. Yeah, I mean, and there's only so much rest because you're up to your eyeballs in college basketball today for opening day. It's it's crazy with how many games are it. on the slate. So it's, I love it. Uh, and you're good at college, too. No so we go, yeah, we'll, we'll hit say, some this of that. Is like, this is like your Christmas morning, right, TG? You're a big-time college basketball guy. I love it. I love it. I mean, there's so many... There's so many soft lines right now when, when the season opens up. I mean, it's just, it's prime for the picking. Thomas Gable, enjoy it. And remember, we've got full coverage over at vcin.com on College Hoops. Make sure you check it out. Borgata, director of the Race and Sportsbook, Thomas Gable. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. You got it, guys. Thanks, TG. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers with three terrible picks. Is Big Daddy Vince and Packers fans ready to go to love? Oh, come on. Seriously. We're back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. That's BetMGM. Just place a single first touchdown score prop on any Monday or Thursday night football game. I think tonight the favorite is Alvin Kamara. Make sure you play, place your bet as far as the first touchdown score. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. The offer is available all season long. You can wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. So log into your account, download the BetMGM app, and make sure, you, again, first touch, touchdown score. If you lose, you're going to get 25 bucks back on Monday and Thursday night. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Okay, I do want to touch on, and of course, we'll get to, coming up in about 14 minutes, we'll start capping 
uh, that Monday Night Football match uh, up tonight between Baltimore and New Orleans. An interesting matchup with a ton of injuries. So we'll get to that. Uh, I want to get to uh, Rodgers. We have a clip for you we're going to play. But quickly, this is off the beaten path. So Arizona, of course, Kingsbury's known as his offensive guru. But I wrote this down to ask you about him, Michael. Shane Waldron, who's calling plays for Seattle, I like him. Like, I like yeah. the way he mixes it up. There's something about, there's a nice little rhythm. I don't know if Russell Wilson had an issue with him, but the way this guy calls plays, that's what stood out to me. It's not Kingsbury. Kingsbury's lost. Well, I mean, what, what Shane Waldron has done is run the Ram offense. So he comes from the Sean McVay school, right? And so he goes up to Seattle, and everybody thinks they're going to run that offense up there. But obviously, there was a deterrent in the build that didn't really, you know, Russell didn't want this. Let Russ cook, you know, let him cook. And so now Russ is gone. They are, they are the 2017 Los Angeles Rams, and Geno's better than golf. So they're running the Rams. Yes. So, you know, just picture this now. You've got Fant as the tight end motion guy. They've got good receivers on the outside, right? So they're able to attack the field, and, and they also have a back. So they have the running back. They've got the receivers, they've got the tight end, and they can run the outside stretch zone play. They run inside. Their offensive line with two rookies in the offensive line is is playing well. And like I said, you know, when you when you are challenged to score, when it when the gate when the game matters, when you have to get a first down or when you have to throw the ball, and that measures how good you really are. You know, it's one thing to dominate the first, second, and third quarter. It's another thing when the game's on the line. Brady yesterday, the 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 the, the Arizona, the Seattle Seahawks with Geno, they did, and they've been able to do it all year. And I, and I think Waldron's done a wonderful job of of finally, finally. I'm sure, and I don't know him, but I'm sure he would say to me, I, "I'm actually running the offense that I've always wanted to run." I have shocking news for you. Are you ready? Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Are you ready for some shock? And when I say shocking news, I in our little world, it's cataclysmic. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Adam Schefter is reporting the Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. I didn't. That's not a lie. That's facts. They're naming Jeff Saturday, ESPN analyst, as their interim head coach. Uh, he's been a consultant for the team. He's in the ring of honor. And now he's the head coach. Your thoughts? Wow. Okay. So, you know, today in the daily, the day the daily coach, we talked about what owners and athletic directors are looking for. And this fits actually perfectly, right? So the first one is a schemer, somebody who can scheme, somebody who brings an offense or a defense in. The second one is a caretaker, somebody who's going to manage the caretaking and, and kind of oversee everything, but really not influence offense, not influence defense, not inf- just kind of take care of everything. And then the third one is someone who is uh, a brand, someone who can bring a recruiter, someone who's going to sell the program. Stability, you know, like this is who we are, we'll sell the program. Ed Orgeron would be a perfect example of that, Okay. This kind of fits between a caretaker and a seller. So uh, this is the owner going back to his days of, okay, this is what I want to do. I've got Peyton Manning. I've got Jeff Saturday, smart. You know, I mean, there's been really no offensive line coach, I think, in the history of this league 
You know, people think Chuck Knoll was a line coach. He was a defense coordinator. I mean, like, let's put that. There's been really no line coach who's been a great head coach. I think Wee Bubank was. I'm not sure, but Wee Bubank finished 500 as a career coach. So, interesting. Interesting. Stunning. Yes, stunning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, here's Jeff the Saturday. problem. Here's the Go problem. Ahead. You got Go John. Ahead. You got John. Okay, here's what the owners don't understand. You got John Fox, who's been a head coach in the league. You've got... Gus Bradley has been a head coach in the league. So when Saturday walks in the room, is he going to tell Fox or Bradley, I don't really want to run. I don't want to run palm coverage. I want to run, you know, I want to run this. Is he going to walk into the offensive line room and say, here's what I want to do? Or is he going to walk to the quarterback room and say, he, here's what I want. Here's what the offense I want to run. Like, it's comical. Like, it's, again, it would be like me going down to Shore Memorial Hospital and overseeing a surgery. Like, I don't know this. Like, I know Saturday played, but he has no idea the inner workings of how an organization operates. None. And so the players, when you stand in front of the players, you got to be able to sell them on. They don't know who Jeff Saturday is. I mean, they do because they see his name up there, but that doesn't mean anything to them. It's like saying to the Yankees, Lou Gehrig was great. None of those Yankee players remember Lou Gehrig. He's part of their history, but, like, uh, it's kind of just – it proves the point of where we're headed. So, right as the show started, we announced and broke the news that Frank Reich is out as the Colts head coach. Fifty minutes later, we broke the news that Jeff Saturday – so, Jim Irsay and the Colts dip into ESPN to grab their interim head coach. I can confirm Stephen A. Smith is going to run the defense. Mm -hmm. He should. He would know. I mean, look, he could fix it. You know, it's like shrimp cocktail. He thinks he can coach defensive backs better than Nick Saban. So, like, why not? <laughs> who, the hell, who the hell is shrimp cocktail? Some guy on Twitter. You know, he'll coach better than he'll coach better than Nick Saban. Nick Saban doesn't know what he's doing. I'll coach it. Like what I learned last night. You know, the one of the things about, I kept the TV on and I was watching some of the games before the other game started. Sixty Minutes was on, and they had this great, great segment about the about social media. And I didn't realize this until they started it. And they said that basically. of the far to the right and 8% to the far to the left is really what what social media is. And yet we allow it to control our thoughts. So I I, kind of like that. This is all social media stuff. I don't mean to make no sense. Social media is a bunch of losers. Let's be fair. We use it because we have to for work. We have to utilize it. But it's just it's a madhouse. It's a race to the bottom. So Jeff Saturday in as the you know what here's what I was I loved your reaction to it because you you almost thought I was trolling you wouldn't you and then you just but you have connections there so you kind of knew something was going on. Uh, one thing I will say is Ursay's an outside the box thinker. We just jumped out the box, bro. I mean, well, going he to did ESPN, coach. He coached at Hebron Christian Academy. I mean, down oh, in Dra- Dracula, my bad. Georgia. My bad. Come on. My bad. Dude, my let's bad. though. I mean, Herbron Christian, I mean, I'm sure they've got a tough schedule. But look, look, I think what Ursay saying is everybody stay in your job. Saturday's going to mind. Now, if he names Saturday the full-time coach, if he names Saturday the full-time coach moving forward, then that's a whole other conversation. But what I think he could be saying is, hey, look, you know, it's like one time Rick Venturi, the former Colt coach who's the defense coordinator, who probably would have been a better choice, but Rick's in his 70s now. Rick got Rick uh, took over for Frank Cush, and he when Frank Cush got fired at halftime of the Jet game in the Meadowlands, and 
Ursay was his father. Ursay was kind of probably bombed out of his mind because he had been a notorious alcoholic. So he came to Rick and he said, "Rick, I don't care." Rick said, "I don't want this job. I don't want this job." And Ursay said, "Hey, Rick, I, all I need you to do is get the boat back to water. I just need to get it back to port. That's all I need you to do. So let's get the boat back to port is really what I think Jeff Saturday's job is." Oh, stay right there. Uh- this just coming over my phone as well. Skip Bayless is going to be coaching the quarterbacks. This is a really interesting <laughs> staff they're putting together over in Indianapolis. Well, I mean, look, Skip, Skip would know. I mean, Skip would know. I mean, look, look. I, I find it interesting how we move further and further away from strategists. And yet no one looks at why are the Giants successful this year, okay? You know, they had they had Pat Shermer. They, they've hired, they hired schemers, right? So they hired Judge, who they thought was a strategist, but he ended up not being because – Joe couldn't strategize to Jason Garrett what he wanted. He couldn't strategize to Pat Graham what he wanted. So he became really in, in between. Like, nobody hires a strategist. We always, Tennessee uh, hired a strategist, even though, you know, he was a defense coordinator. Like, he's running that operation. Like, they're running everything. It's just fascinating to me how the these NFL teams refuse to hire a strategist. Now we're hiring a guy who's a brand influencer. So Arizona's at the at the Raiders. Excuse me. I pardon me. Indianapolis is at the Raiders, and the Raiders are laying six. We got to get right to the betting. Uh, it, it appears that Joy Taylor is going to call plays. So get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the it's way the Raiders easy. play defense, the way easy. the Raiders play defense, the way the Raiders play defense, he should be able to move the ball. I mean, the Raiders didn't even didn't get near Trevor Lawrence yesterday. Hey, Jeff Saturday is your interim head coach with the Indianapolis Colts. At least it's going to be interesting say the least we got a game tonight we're gonna to cap it next here on the lombardi line at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.